0: everybody to the resistance broadcast you got john here james and lacy and we welcome you to this episode on this monday uh it is what's today's date june 12th and it's an exciting time in trb land um i don't know if you had a chance to check out last week's TRB live or on your podcast apps. But uh, Lacey shared some news with everybody that she's ex- expecting uh, her first boy or second child later this year. So congrats I am again. Exciting.
1: in November, yeah, I'm excited. The funny thing is, before we said anything, we were talking about Ahsoka and how to, you know, most likely will end on October 11th. And in my head, I literally was like, okay, cool. That's like a month before the baby comes.
2: True. <laughs> yeah, it makes a big difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: and then skeleton crew. We don't know. We'll see when when that comes out. Um, But skeleton uh, crew
1: might be running the skeleton crew of this podcast. (laughs)
0: There you go. (laughs) That's very possible. Um, But then other news we have as well is tomorrow from our respective locations, James and I will be boarding flights and heading to La La Land uh, to head to Hollywood because on Wednesday night, uh, the both of us are representing TRB uh, thanks to invites from Lucasfilm which, and Disney, which we appreciate mm-hmm. very, very much. We're going to the red carpet world premiere of Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Uh, so, James, uh, I revealed this on TRB Live last week because we got a question about our plans for Indy. So mm-hmm. you weren't here. So I'm going to throw it to you. I'm obviously wearing my fedora. For our the listeners, I'm wearing my fedora that I'll be wearing on the red carpet. I want to toss it to you. Uh, this is going to be your first premiere. Uh, how you feeling about it? Nervous, excited? I know off air, we talked about like you're wondering like what kind of outfit you're looking to wear yeah. and stuff. So
2: how you feeling overall, buddy? Your first premiere, Indiana Jones in two freaking days, man. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. I've been slowly kind of rolling it out to my family members, too. I didn't like drop like a group tech group bomb or something. I, I You know, I kind of like told everybody individually. I was like, oh, well, you know, now, now that I got your phone, uh, let me tell you about this thing. And it's been pretty exciting to tell each individual person because it always is. Um, everybody's reaction is a little bit different, you know. So I don't know. It's just it's such a honor that they uh, considered us and and said, you know, this is a, yeah. a good opportunity for you guys to come out and um, and uh, take part in this. And, you know, I'm incredibly thankful for that. Um, and you said it was my first premiere, which I am also considering that too. Although other times you've mentioned, well, Obi-Wan was a premiere and and it absolutely was. That was very cool too. But there was one thing that was sort of missing from that experience is that when we, we got there late and we didn't see the stuff and it wasn't, you know, and, and also just, it was like it was just part of celebration. So almost everybody was part of celebration. It's also different. It's a TV show. It's different. Exactly. There was, there was some cool stuff and Indiana Jones just has this like huge legendary reputation of what, what it's done for Hollywood and stuff. And it's just like, what, what a cool experience it's going to be. And I'm very excited to go.
0: Yeah. um, So we're heading there tomorrow um, and we're going to, you know, shoot videos and and you know check out probably the Chinese theater and the imprints of Lucas and mm-hmm. Spielberg maybe try to find Carrie Fisher's star on the Walk of Fame uh, yeah. uh and uh, a lot of things that we're going to try to uh record as much as we possibly can to bring everybody into the experience obviously we're going to miss Lacey I'll
1: be crying I mean, at home it's no big deal
0: maybe we could yeah. face no you'll be you. calling
2: us in from Sonic you've said this before <laughs> just, <a
0: joke. laughs> you just, just roll out a red carpet at Sonic (laughs) yeah (laughs) no um but no we are very excited and and thanks again to uh Lucasfilm for uh inviting us because this is I've been to premieres but it was when I was part of Star Wars newsnet same with Lacey for Rise of Skywalker and but this is the first time TRB has been invited to a premiere and since we've been an independent entity and that is uh means a lot to me, I know it means a lot to the three of us. And a lot of it has to do with our audience uh, staying with us and growing and sort of putting us on the map, so to speak. And And supporting
1: uh, us, you guys sharing the episodes, uh, leaving reviews, sharing on social media, letting people know about us has not only supported us to get to have opportunities like this, but also bleeds into the support we see on Patreon as well, which has allowed mm-hmm. us to go on trips like this because yeah. you guys yeah. help get us there and then also upgrade equipment and stuff like that to make us better. 100%. It's,
2: it's funny because people think like you guys earned it. It's like, <laughs> I, the thing is, is like, they, they're not inviting us because they like us as people they're, they're inviting us because they know that people enjoy the show and they watch the show, you know? And it's like, w- you know, we can do whatever we can, but it's, It's only up to people that are watching the show that gets us there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's absolutely true without that support and especially our Patreon support, like going on these trips, like just going to celebration, our eyes are on Japan for 2025. Uh, Hopefully a new Star Wars movie is coming out that year. Uh, And now we like this came really uh, recently. And then we had to scramble and it's like, who's going? Let's get book this book that wouldn't be able to happen without support, especially uh, Patreon support. So I, I'm gonna start the show off with that. Usually I do it at the end, but you all mean a great deal to us. And if you don't, if you're not able to support us on Patreon, that's totally cool. You know, we are appreciate you listening, watching uh, taking in the show sharing it however you like support uh, comes
1: in different ways
0: it's yeah. all you're yeah. all under the trb umbrella and the trb family um but patreon.com slash resistance broadcast if you do and are able to support us uh tier start at five bucks a month and there's different tiers so go check it out take a look if it's something that uh you feel inclined to do we appreciate that um but uh Thank you to anyone who supports us in any way, but a, a specific shout out to our patrons, uh, especially our generals and spice runners. I want to give them a shout out uh, Carmelo, John Reese, Jetta Rosewater, Frank Grande, Darth Hurricane, Nick Kratz, Christian Morales, Brian Smith, Matt Chitty, Danny, Mike Ramori, Matt Heath, Brendan McLaughlin, Count Pepto, Sneaky Zebra, Aaron Ellington, Micah Harrison, Colin Cormier, Haz Aslam, Jolton Jedi DiMaggio, and Diana, and David Probus, Neil Shaw, Kendall Gellner, Dave Hornack. Thomas Hennessy, Andrew Staley, Jeremy Myers, Michael Fry, and the Fort Worthian and our Spice Runners, and everyone who supports, we appreciate it. So um, this show, we do this once in a while where we just sort of no notes, no plan. We just want to have like an open chat and it's probably going to be heavily Star Wars based, maybe some indie um, because of this week and how big it is for us. And of course, Indiana Jones, um, but we're no pre-planned discussion. So we're just going to see what happens and the title of this episode it's clearly uh, undetermined at this point. You're <laughs> watching it and listening. You know the title. We don't know the title of this episode yet. <laughs> we'll find out as we do that here. Um, but first off, um, I just want to start on indie a little bit because of you know the the gravity of this week and everything. And I don't know. I saw that some people have already seen it. Obviously, at Can they did it got mixed reviews from critics on rotten tomatoes sort of like split which i found surprising um but then i saw like you know people like josh horowitz got to see it at a screening uh when we were recording it so last wednesday and he said he had a blast and it was the first time he shed tears during an indiana jones movie so i go by people like that i i i don't know what people were you know are expecting heading to this movie i'm expecting a good indiana jones movie i'm not gonna sit here and say i expect it to be as good as the first three, because it's very hard to do that Think about like Star Wars, like right. were the sequel trilogy movies better than the originals like that's debatable for a lot of people. Most people would say probably not. It's always hard to touch the originals. So but if I get a movie that's a little better than Crystal Skull, that's all I need. So I'm going in with that level of expectations. James, I'm not even sure how big of an indie fan you are. Have you seen all the movies and everything? Like, where are you at as, as far as indie and I have a feeling you're going to become a bigger indie fan after this week?
2: Yeah, for sure. Like I have seen all of the indie films multiple times. Um, it is one of those things where I would, I would not say like I could reference indie like I can some, um, I mean, Star Wars excluded. Cause you know, we're all nuts, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, but it is one of those things like that. I, I feel like I know the stories through and through fairly well. Um, I don't know it's 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 not something i go back to all the time but i will say i do defend the fourth one Um, kingdom
0: of the crystal skull
2: yeah i don't think it's as bad as people make it out to be and um sometimes it, it kind of like it sort of bums me out like you know i've heard people talk about um like mutt being in this one and it's kind of like a joke or whatever and i'm like man i kind of you know like that's his son and he's not part of the legacy like Shia LaBeouf's great and they tried to make him part of this and like just the, because of the movie's reception, he's just never going to be talked about again. You know, it's it's kind of a bummer. I mean, he might be in the movie. I don't know. But I, I feel like most people would say like if they put him in, that would kind of be a mistake because they want to stay away from the stink of the one that didn't really work or whatever. It could have been but also he know.
0: had a lot of uh, personal issues and uh, not to the level of I don't think I I don't try to follow people's, even if you're a celebrity, I don't like if you have issues in your personal life, like uh, that's not my business. Do you mean
2: like you think now or then?
0: When they were filming or putting the movie together, I think he was going through some legal stuff and some issues. And uh, I hope he's doing better. I'm all about people getting so maybe you're thinking
2: like maybe like Lucasfilm didn't like working with him because he was. Yeah, no, no, no. no. I'm saying
0: they probably liked working with him then when George and Steven Spielberg were doing it, because I think he got his career through Steven Spielberg, like he was Mm -hmm. recognized by Steven Spielberg. Um, But I think I mean, in 2019 or 2020, whenever they were filming this, he was going through a lot of stuff. And maybe they were like, we can't bring you in on this. We don't know where you're at and all that stuff. So that could have been it. But I don't want to harp too much sure. on that. I sure. I'm expecting a good movie. Lacey, you uh, have you were late to, to indie, but you've watched them. Um, I imagine with all you got going on, you may not have a chance to go see in the theaters. But where what are you thinking about for for Dial Destiny? What are you expecting based on like the critics stuff and you know stuff you've heard so far?
1: Um. Well, to be honest, I'm not the biggest Indiana Jones fan. I like you said, I watched the movies probably later than most. But the funny thing is like I would say I've known the music my whole life. Like mm-hmm. I know the theme of Indiana Jones and I know who he is. I just never really got into the movies because, you know, my family and parents aren't really into big movies like that. Like they aren't into big franchises. Like I found Star Wars on my own. So unless I was right. in second grade and found Indiana Jones, I wouldn't have gotten into it, which I didn't. So I just have never been into it. And it was one of those things that like, honestly, John, you would mock me all the time because I hadn't watched it yet. So a couple of years ago, a year and a half ago, I finally was like, I guess I'll start watching these Um, and they were good. They were entertaining. They were fun. Um, The funniest thing, though, is honestly, before I watched the whole series, I had seen the fourth one. That was the first one I saw. That is the only one I had seen. (laughs) And to be completely honest, James, it's because I like Shia LaBeouf.
2: Oh, okay. That's why i went to see it i think you've gone on record too and said like you you don't mind the fourth one either like you just think
1: no i just thought that's just an indiana jones movie
2: to you because i
1: had no reference to the originals so i just saw it for what it was i thought it was fun it was interesting again i like shia labeouf um the act i like his acting i'll say he's a little out there but um i loved like even stevens i love transformers so like him in that movie was like cool to me. I loved how Indiana Jones like was a teacher at uh, Yale. Like that Mm -hmm. was cool to me because I'm from Connecticut. So like they shot the film in Connecticut, which was interesting. Um, But yeah, I had no reference other than that. The only thing that stuck out to me from the the fourth one was the like whole nuclear bomb free fridge thing. (laughs) Even me who's like the biggest defender of like guys suspension of disbelief like it's a movie let it go that one was a little like out there i was like
0: really? i mean there's a little much there's a lot of fantastical elements to indiana
2: jones so i always let that stuff I, pass
1: it's fine. Mm-hmm. I'm saying it's the one thing that bothered me out of the yeah. entire movie and everybody else had yeah. other things about them. So it,
2: it, it is interesting. I'm going back now and rewatching them because I want to like, you know, be fresh on the stories and characters and pick and up the like Easter that. eggs and stuff. Obviously. They do in this yeah. one. Yeah. And it is one of the things that I'm kind of preparing myself for because not that I'm reading a lot of reviews, but I could see how people are like uh, about it. Like if jokes are cheesy and stuff and I'm like, trying. I love to cheesy watch- jokes. I'm trying to watch the movies and be like there's a lot of cheesy stuff. you know what i mean like look for the cheesy stuff here because it when it happens in this other one it's because they're trying to be what indiana jones is and not what everybody thinks, thinks indiana is. jones is because yeah. of, they remember the the heroic parts or whatever and not the stuff where like literally one guy like goes like this and like the hammer slips out of his hand and then it like falls on a guy's head and he like falls over. And I'm like, if that was in the movie dial of destiny on Wednesday, people would be like, Oh my God, what is this? You know? And yep. I'm like, that's Indiana Jones. It's- yeah. It's, you know he you know it's unbelievable that he like gets knocked away by this bomb in her fridge and he lives it's also unbelievable that he jumped out of a plane with an inflatable raft and exactly fall off a cliff and all this other stuff it's like that's <laughs> pri- like i know mythbusters did the thing but it's probably not three people gonna survive that you know
1: it's honestly here it it's harrison ford playing yeah. indiana jones but to me as someone that's coming from star wars it's han solo it's the guy that lucks him way out his way out of every situation and it makes sense because it came from the mind of george lucas that like those are the characters that he loves he loves those kind of like ragtag like i've had a hard life kind of but i'm like i have a good attitude about it and i make jokes instead of getting to my real feelings (laughs) like
0: yeah um Yeah. And the first one, obviously, written by Lawrence Kasdan, I think even before they started work on Empire Strikes Back and was like, I got to get this guy and like they're very um,
1: similar, obviously not just because of Harrison Ford, but just like mannerisms. And
0: yeah. And and the difference is and I I talk about this on we did an episode on just like the movies about Last Crusade, my favorite indie movie that Indiana Jones is sort of this um, fortuitous character And they do it deliberately where, like, he's always going to find his hat no matter what happens. He's always going to get out of it in the last second. That's just the pulpy nature of that character. And he's always going to ride off into the sunset, you know? Um, hopefully Jeez, if they kill Indiana Jones, they're not going to kill Indiana Jones, but if they did,
1: I hope not. Cause it seems like they're on this trend of let's kill off everybody that you love dearly.
0: Indiana Jones is different. He's going to be on, on a horse or something riding off into the sunset at the end of this movie. And that'll be it for Harrison Ford, tip his hat and hang it up. And can't wait to see the reaction
1: when John's crying years. and we all know what happened.
0: <laughs> no, I think he's going to be just fine. I think Indiana Jones is that special character that where he's like sort of, um, like wrapped in like this blanket of invincibility. And he always has mm-hmm. this good fortune surrounding him. No matter what trouble he gets into, like that door is going to open at the last second for him. And it, he, like we go on that ride knowing he's going to be OK. I think that's the difference between Indiana Jones and like Han Solo out on that, you know, uh, balcony or, or ramp or whatever you want to call it with Kylo Ren. Like that's not going to happen in Indiana Jones. Um, so it's different. But, yeah, I agree that Harrison Ford uh, embodies that character. And I really don't think – I know they toyed with the idea. I don't think <laughs> I just that they're crazy... going to recast Indiana Jones the way like James Bond gets recast. I think this is going to be it. And if they do spin off stuff with other characters, fine. It's, it's, And they've done younger Indiana Jones. They did Sean Patrick Flannery in the mm-hmm. Indiana Jones Chronicles, which is now called the Young Indiana Jones Adventures on Disney+. Plus but that River Phoenix also played the late River Phoenix who was great a great actor his brother obviously Joaquin Phoenix still acting today he played young Indy in uh Last Crusade so they've done the thing where they do the young thing like Alden with uh Han Solo but to continue or do something in the middle I I I can't imagine them recasting Indiana Jones so I hope they don't just for the cash grab I've heard the Chris Pratt rumors and stuff and even he said like I don't want to like touch. I don't think I want to touch that. Yeah, he said think... he's
1: not going to touch it. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So
1: I think the conversation happened. I think he was just like,
0: mm-hmm. And even hasn't Harrison Ford said, like, I, I'm i ending that character ends with me. Yeah. But
2: yeah, <laughs> like, <he's>... yeah.
0: <laughs> you can do Han Solo if you want. But Indy, no, nah, man. So and he seems to love he. I think he likes playing Han Solo, but I think he really loves play- being Indiana Jones.
1: Well, Indiana Jones was part of the deal. He said, yes, I'll be Han Solo again. Pay me 50 million and give me an Indiana Jones movie.
0: Is that what that was? Is that real? Yes. I I didn't know that. I've never heard that.
1: That's Mm. why they made a new Indiana Jones movie.
0: The only thing I'm slightly nervous about is that it's not Spielberg because and James, like you, I've been rewatching all the movies and man and, and, and watching like making of and stuff. And some of the scenes that Spielberg like comes up with and shares with George, and like they were such a dynamic team. I wonder if we're gonna miss that. And I like James Mangold. You know, he has a great track record. I just hope that he's able to not do a tribute band act to Steven Spielberg, but I hope it has the feeling. I think it does. The clip
1: we saw at Celebration, that kind of chase scene was very Spielberg.
0: And there's a short part of that chase scene actually on Disney Plus. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't remember them publicizing that, but you can see like two minutes of that chase scene on Disney Plus to rewatch it. Yeah, um, nice, but, interesting. Yeah. Know. So, uh, any, but you know, I don't know if you have anything else on indie, but uh, or what else we want to talk. I about. I don't,
1: but, but don't spoil it for me.
0: Of course not.
2: Yeah. That's I. That was my plan. I was gonna walk out of the theater and be like, "So here's Act 3. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, You'd
1: be surprised. It happens.
0: <laughs> but well, we are gonna do our uh, immediate out of theater reactions on social media and James and I, I'm sure we'll film some sort of non-spoiler quick reaction video and all that stuff and then flesh out more of our non-spoiler thoughts on the channel and on Patreon, all that sort of stuff. Because really, Indiana Jones, even though it's a different franchise, they talk about it at celebration all the time. And uh, it's sort of like a cousin to Star Wars. And it always sort of will be um, that that is of, interesting. Like was.
2: I mentioned th- that I was that I was telling people individually. And as I told everybody, everybody, all of them said, how did you swing that? Like, how does that doesn't make any sense? Cause I, you know, I'd say like, it was the podcast. They're like, what, how? And I'm I go, well, it's Lucasfilm. And then they go, oh, and like, that's all of a funny you they say that the two together. Like, I, I don't know. I, it's one of those things. Like, I know that that's inherent in me from a very, young age for a long time but it's one of those things where like sometimes you're surprised when people don't put certain things together and it's like it almost kind of logically makes sense like you know you ask a normal person who which studio did these movies well they're both warner brothers you know it's like i don't know i don't know how many people even think of that stuff but. To me, I've I've always known, you know, Spielberg and Lucas, and you know some of these connections and stuff. So I, that stuff makes sense to me. But I, I, everybody else seemed surprised. Yeah, the connection.
0: Um, but yeah, we're excited, and uh, we look forward to being able to share our, our experience uh, with you all. Um, now, in terms of Star Wars. Uh, You know, like Lacey and I, we did almost the full episode talking all about the Ahsoka stuff.
2: (laughs) I was just going to say, I bet you guys are Ahsoka'd out.
0: Yeah, a little bit. So I guess James, you know, uh, as the time of recording this, you probably didn't see all that we talked about. But we really got into a lot of how like Lacey, like speculating on this uh, is going to be tough because of that movie. Right. Lacey is just going to be tough to figure out what they're going to do with these series.
1: I don't know about that. I just I think the only thing I really said about the TV show to the movie is I think everybody's back on the table for who's going to die, and it, clearly I don't think Ahsoka is going to die, right? In this show,
0: yeah. Do you think it's going to be a darker? And she's asking
1: for a season two, so
0: it does seem to have not dark vibes, but definitely darker than Rebels, in my opinion. At least how they're promoting it, um, and I don't know if that's because they're trying to really hype up Thrawn. And they're going all in on Thrawn's a villain. Thrawn's a villain. Don't yeah. go in there thinking you're going to get some sort of redeemed Thrawn who's now with the light side. Yeah, because uh, one thing we talked about, James, and I think Lacey and I both agreed on this, that unlike Mando, where they introduced the villain later because they had to build up the, our new character, Ahsoka's already established, so we think Thrawn's going to be there from the beginning. What do you think?
2: Oh, well, to to say what you were talking about as far as him being the villain, I, too, have speculated that maybe there would be this like when they finally find Ezra, he's with Thrawn and they've like become friends over the course of their like being lost for so long or whatever. You know, they've they have a mutual respect and they've worked together to survive or something um that, that definitely not happening <laughs> I mean it's very clear just by the trailers alone that he's like in command of the Empire on his ship uh everything's fine so mm-hmm. I don't know exactly what happened with Ezra like why is he seem to be okay and Ezra's missing still um it's it's all interesting but uh as far as do I think he's gonna be involved from day one um Oh, like episode one. No, I still think I still think they're going to save him for nearing the end of season one. Oh, okay. Because I do think the journey is going to be about Ahsoka meeting back up with Sabine and trying to convince her. And then you have to get introduced to Hera a little bit further. And then they have to track down some stuff and some shipments to do a thing that's all leading to Mm. finding him.
1: That's interesting because I feel like this whole thing was advertised as a limited series. Hasn't it been advertised as a limited series? It was. The only time we've seen season one is like, I think it slipped somewhere. So to me, that says like, they're going to go out with Thrawn early. And what we had said on Thursday is like with him coming out of the panel, he's in the trailer, he's mentioned in the trailer. She goes to see people, like Ahsoka goes to see people being like, Thrawn is back. We need to find Thrawn, 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 Thrawn. I feel like that's out in front. So it's interesting to hear what you think james um and i'm not saying you're wrong i'm just saying like to me i thought it was very straightforward similar that like, to oh, obi-wan he's out early
2: like hayden out in front these two guys and then like where was where was vader first revealed is that episode two I think they're trying to grab
1: Thrawn fans, if we're being honest, like old school EU fans. And the way they're going to do that is Thrawn, just like with any normal Star Wars fan, like a casual fan, the way they're going to get them is Darth Vader.
0: Rip the rip the Band-Aid off like so there's not that worry or buzz as the show's coming out, how's Thrawn going to be? How's he going to look? And, you know, we we saw him at Celebration briefly. How's he going to interact? Oh, yeah, we
1: did see him from the front, didn't we? Yeah. Like yeah. very quickly.
0: Very briefly. It's one shot
2: yeah. in the like secret. And
1: he trailer. has red eyes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. And yeah. I think the smart, my opinion, the smart move is like, get him out there immediately so that whatever people have to think about it is, is taken care of week one so that we can move on accordingly with the story and not it be a thing that people
1: are going to have thoughts.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> of course, of course. Yeah. But I think having Lars Mickelson mm-hmm. helps because yes. at least it's someone who is tied to the character Whereas if they hired someone completely different, that leaves that that actor more vulnerable to critique.
1: I mean, look at Ahsoka, the first. All the comments were like, how could it not be Ashley? And I'm sure we're still going to get those
0: this season, but. And credit to Ashley Eckstein for diffusing a lot of that, you know?
1: Yeah. And like we talked about the other day, like her doing social posts with Rosario saying how they're such good friends and like how she appreciates it and she's been on set.
0: She was upset she didn't get to audition. We. We heard that from right. a very viable source mm-hmm. that she wasn't allowed to audition. And I think it was Dave's choice, uh, but she's oh my God.
1: That's so hurtful. Like, so that's like literally, I don't know. That's crazy. That's like doing the sequel trilogy and telling Mark Hamill he can't.
0: Here's a, audition here's a question. Do you think do you think Taylor Gray was given any shot?
1: He was on set. He said he was there. When we talked to him.
0: He said he went to the Mandalorian store or something Center, like that.
1: Yeah, but why would he go there if he wasn't gonna audition?
2: I'm in Cali and visiting my friend Dave. I don't know. I
1: just see it as like, hey, maybe he went in and read, but then they also gave I remember him we,
2: war. Yeah, we were we speculated on all these same angles, like why would he be there and all that? And I think it And probably, he said he was
1: doing lightsaber training, remember?
2: Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. This
2: new said, Ezra yeah, better be,
0: this new Ezra better be good because
1: <laughs> I hope they give I'll, him another part. Maybe they give him another part
0: yeah,
2: yeah I mean, I, and i'm rooting for you, the new guy you guys but. mentioned something that i was like that's so true which is like it's going to be hard to speculate on this show because we know there's this other thing coming after it and it's like right mm-hmm. so right. where does ahsoka die well is it in her limited series or wait no it's maybe it's season one or well we know that there's this other thing which we don't know involves ahsoka but it probably involves ahsoka well it was you Rosario like,
1: dawson saying she wanted a season two that means she doesn't die because why would she want a season two if she dies?
2: Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, that's, yeah, that's different. Unless true. she's,
1: that's a total mind trick, and she's just saying that to say it.
2: She's not usually the, she's straightforward. Yeah, she's not a <laughs> sneaky type. She's yeah.
1: too, she's too straightforward. She lets things yeah. slip.
2: She sometimes lets things without even looking like she celebrated the arrival of the announcement of somebody playing Ezra. And it wasn't even the person playing Ezra. It's like so nuts. And she did the Sky
1: Guy thing. Yeah.
2: Yeah. um, So I mean yeah this ahsoka thing and it ties over to Thrawn too because you got because you guys are right it's presented as a limited series so it makes sense that they would be like well this is all about ahsoka and thrawn let's let's roll it out but i'm also looking at thrawn being the villain not just for this show but also that that dave filoni thing as well and so i'm like well they could this season season one of ahsoka could be the first time we glimpse him and then we get him more in Mando, even more, you know, in, in skeleton Mm -hmm. crew or whatever. And by the time we're at that final thing, we, you know, we, we understand Thrawn or whatever, and we'll look back and be like, they just, we just give it, we got a taste of it in season one Ahsoka. He didn't really start shining until season two Ahsoka, you know? And it's like, Mm -hmm. then they started tying all in all the other characters and stuff. So I still think there's a, there's a good possibility that like, we don't get a lot of Thrawn. And I'm also, I'm also looking at we don't get a lot of Ezra too because he's not even part of the anything. So yeah. where where's his story if not, if like the whole thing that we're being teased is Sabine going looking for Ezra and he's not really part of the marketing of this season or anything, it's like how much can he be involved? And if it really is like this is the end of Ahsoka, then what is next where we get the... Ezra resolution. I didn't. Is that the Sabine show? Is that are they waiting to find Ezra and resolve it more crossover? of that in the movie? Yeah, yeah it's like I don't it know. is
1: interesting though that the actor does keep tweeting things. Like he tweeted something the other day that was like, "Can't wait for tomorrow, haha." And he's like, "No, th- it isn't that thing that you thought it was. I'm actually putting out an album on Spotify or something like that, <laughs> like, and, and nothing." <laughs> but like everybody just assumed that's what he meant. But
2: <laughs> right. yeah
0: so that's why i
1: think he just like gonna show up thursdays show. you know he's like yeah.
2: i can't wait for tomorrow
0: <laughs> i'm going to oh, sonic i'm getting,
1: my, I'm getting yeah. my sandwich yeah yeah uh
0: yeah iman esfandi is uh yeah. the one playing ezra so I, i'm rooting for him I'm, I'm not trying to say like he better be good because of taylor gray <laughs> i just feel bad for taylor because when we spoke to him you could you know i really felt it was a genuine like oh i really want to have a chance to do it you know but and he made it
1: clear that he was like i didn't start as a voice actor I I'm an actor, yeah, actor, and then became a guy.
0: Yeah. Um, but yeah, the the movie definitely throws uh, makes it harder to speculate on the fate of a lot of the characters. Um, I'm curious where they're going to go with this, and we definitely need to get more from Ezra. So James, your thought is interesting that he may not be involved heavily. Um, that's very possible. Um, or they don't find him till the very end of this series, which I just Googled. It was initially marketed as the word limited. Series, and I think it's still called I that.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, I yeah, I I remember that totally. And then there
0: were other ones. I think either Obi Wan or Lando were uh, announced as special event series. Like they were clearly mm. saying, "This is going to be a one and done thing." Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know what that means for Ahsoka. It also might depend on you know when Disney's like, we need this movie to come out in this year. Can they fit in? all the stories they want to tell because everything's tying together. Skeleton Crew, Mando, Ahsoka, uh, Boba Fett. They all have to fit in somehow to uh, get to the point where that movie kicks off. And can they fit everything in? Does the writer's strike impact that? There's a I think there's probably a lot of moving parts with what's going on here. And I don't envy I mean, I envy John Favreau and Dave yeah. Filoni, but I don't envy them having to get it all in line. It's going to be interesting, but I'm looking forward to all of it. I think it's not not the life raft for Star Wars right now, but with the uncertainty of what's going on with the writer strike and stuff, having this stuff established and we have these two shows coming out already is great, not only for Star Wars, but for us as podcasters, you know, because 2024 might get interesting. I I think we're still going to get Acolyte next year um, because they're they finished filming um but then beyond that i'm not sure where they're at with stuff so we will mm-hmm. see um but anyway lacy i wanted to ask you did you open that luke saber yet
1: i have not it's still sitting in the box i feel so bad i just haven't had time
0: oh no i was just curious if you um it maybe never-
1: i'll per- do that while i'm alone by myself at home not <laughs> at a movie premiere
0: is your your family's coming with us to the premiere
1: <laughs> well i meant like in in trb
0: yeah no 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 i know
1: (laughs) (laughs) i do want to ask you guys a topic because a question came up last week from one of our patrons wonderful listeners danny specifically about shipping and i feel like that's a common discussion that comes up not just in star wars but in a lot of pop culture Mm -hmm. and i genuinely want to know your stance on it she had talked about going into a deep dive about it and for those that don't know like shipping is usually when you take two characters and some type of people do it in real life too but most likely fictional story and then you decide that they should have a romantic
2: a relationship
1: relationship yeah yeah so people write on sites like aoe and other places online where they create these stories and they can have different types of stories. It could be in universe, out of universe, you know, alternate universe type thing where it could be like a coffee shop or it can be like in universe, like on Coruscant if it's a Star Wars one or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, now we have seen fanfic writers that have made the transition from doing that to the Star Wars universe. like. um Leslie Hedlund had said that she wrote fanfic before she got Acolyte, like back mm-hmm. in her high school, early college days or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then I know on Certain Point of View, Return of the Jedi, there is Thea Guazon and then Ali Hazelwood are two Raylo fanfic writers that I've actually read their stuff before on AOE. They have now made the transition to a certain point of view for Return of the Jedi. So now they're writing canon Star Wars materials, but they got their beginnings in fan fiction. So I guess my question to you guys is, what are your stances on shipping? What are your thoughts on shipping within Star Wars? And I guess any fandom
2: one? I don't remember the connection, but there's some sort of thing where there was someone who was a big fan of my chemical romance. Do you know this story? They wrote, Uh, like I'm not really sure they were like my chemical romance fictional stories with fan fiction or some sort. And then like, then they ended up writing because of that, they ended up writing twilight. Like it, it led wasn't to, it was a so connection there or something.
1: It wasn't twilight. It there's a bunch of them that have done that. It was not twilight. The one that I think you're thinking of is there was one that was a Harry Styles fanfic that then turned into the movies that you see on Netflix now? They're like, I think they're called like Always, Sometime Always. No, like this that. was
2: so it, I I think it's it's it was like um my chemical romance fan fiction, which then that writer ended up creating Twilight. And then there's another person who was doing Twilight fanfiction who then ended up and became popular because of that. Who then ended up writing Fifty Shades of Grey, and then so it's like it's it like was this weird connection between My Chemical yes, Romance? Yes, Fifty and something Shades else. of Grey
1: was a Twilight fan fiction. That yeah, then they changed and, the
2: names. Yeah, yeah, and the person who wrote Twilight, which then w- was it went back further. It was like this really weird connection. So it's like sometimes the fan fiction community can pick somebody who ends up writing a new entity that is like, it's so big that new entity is so big that it creates a whole new bubble of fan fiction within that. You know what I mean? It's kind of crazy sometimes. Um, But to get back to your point on shipping is we actually talked about this on the Mando fan show. If you remember, do you remember when I sort of came out about something that I found out about myself when it comes to shipping was it
1: about the dimbo thing cuz we also talked about that?
2: Right. I, like when that was all happening, I was like, you know what? I just realized this about myself. I do not ship. I in nothing, in any any property, any situation, I don't look ever at any two characters and go, I want that one to win. In real life or in 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 any sort of fan fiction. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but like I, that I like romance in the stories. That's fine. But at no point do I ever, like, gamble with it. Like, I'm calling so-and-so and so-and-so. And then that's my gamble, and that's who I hope get to that point.
0: You didn't even do it with How I Met Your Mother?
2: Oh. Not, not no, really. John. I mean, the, the only thing that I would say is different about that um, is that that's the point of the series that's not
1: different though that's shipping though yeah you saying hey i want this person and this person to end up
2: together that's shipping i want ella
0: to be the mother i want then
2: then 100 no i did not if that's the case okay i did not want someone to be the mother but i was playing the game of who i thought would how how i thought things would end up but it was not Mm -hmm. from a stance of like my own personal like i hope barney and robin are together at the end of the series. It was like, do I, or do I not think that will be the case? But I was not rooting for a particular couple. I, I, that's part of me that just, I don't really, I don't care about You've
1: never ever watched something fictional and said like, oh, I hope they end up together. Because that it's at like, the baseline is what shipping is. Is like if you watch yeah. the Office with Jim and Pam in the first few seasons, you're like, man, I hope they end up together. That shipping.
2: Oh, they, yeah, no! Re- I talk yeah, about they, rewatching the Office. That's what I'm saying. I don't do. not do just that. saying. Oh, I know, but they
0: they made that so they went too hard with that. Where it was like, <clears throat> oh, look how terrible Roy is. Here I am. I'm Jim. Right, sure. I'm
2: so great and stuff. It's just like, oh, have you I ever seen that. the thing where they say seeing... Jim is the villain in Roy's story?
0: <clears <clears <throat> yeah, he is. <laughs> but like the, the first two seasons of The Office, like I rewatch, I'm like, man, they really just go too I far. Loved it. With it. No, I did too. But it's like, she's like, I really just don't get Roy sometimes. And Jim's like, oh, good. <laughs> but, I don't think but...
1: it's that simple. I think there's a I... lot of complication there.
2: I don't want to try to like analyze myself as to like why I do that, but if I had to, I think it's because I I'm really honestly open to the stories regardless of where they end up going. Um I like if uh Dinjarin and Bo-Katan end up together, I'm interested. I'll I'll watch that show. If they don't end up together, I'm interested, I will watch that show. I think there's a good story in both of those scenarios. Mm -hmm. So I'm not at any point making up my mind that I think these two work together and therefore they should end up together. And if they don't, then it's like this disappointing thing, because at the end of it, in all in all these scenarios, whether it's like Jin and Cassian or it's Ray and Ben, or it's, you know, Din and Bo all or maybe I should say, Dejarin and Bo, we we don't really know what his first name is uh, Mm -hmm. anymore. But with all of them, I'm not rooting for any of them to end up together because I'm totally open to the idea of where they go. If they end up together or not, both can be great stories to me. And usually I think they are because they usually just deliver like there's a point to why they have two characters not end up together there's a there's a reason they went that route and i will walk with them i will walk that path with the author if that makes I sense i
1: think when it comes to romance everybody in some way likes it because mm-hmm. everybody wants to be loved and to love so i think that when we look at these movies and these shows and these books and everything in star wars and we're not as someone that has shipped in the past with Raylo and stuff, as someone that's seen these things happen and you see the glimpses of something that could come to pass and then it doesn't, it's disappointing, not because I'm like, this couple should have happened, it's that there is literally no romance in any of these right, movies and right. shows. And I think that shipping has allowed people to really, not only find a connection with other people that feel the same way they do and like think about the possibilities and be creative, But it's also allowed people to, for me, it's been when something doesn't come to fruition and it just doesn't end the way you want to end. So you go looking for kind of a happier ending or a story that you could have expected through someone else's words. That's why I've read fan fiction in the past. It's like, oh, I don't like how this character ended up. I would love to see what would happen if they did end up together. And that's when you go to explore those things. But. I've always had a positive experience with shipping. I know that with Star Wars, a lot of people are uh, kind of on the fence about it only because it's very, it's created fan expectations in a way that I don't think any creator as in writer, director, producer, actor ever expected it to. And I think in the past few years, it's gotten even bigger as like a mainstream thing shipping, that people now force shipping onto every single
2: thing. You
1: know what I mean? Like it isn't something that kind of happens naturally. It's like, Oh, there's a new show.
2: What's everybody's ships. Yeah. You know, create it now.
1: Call it. Yeah. uh, And it's not necessarily naturally happening, which I think whether people agreed with it or not, there were many elements with Ray and Kylo or Ben Solo that you were like, okay, I can see why people would want that. I can Mm -hmm. see why people think that the enemies to lovers thing, pride and prejudice. I get it but that doesn't mean you agree with it, but you can understand why people would come to that.
2: I technically get all of them. I get, you know, uh, Poe and Finn, I get Poe and Ray, you know, like, uh, like Mm -hmm. there's uh, every time somebody says these two characters should ship unless they're straight up, like Ray and Palpatine or something, you know, like that literally makes no sense. Most of the time people are shipping characters that get along or have some type of,
1: Connection
2: general. Yeah. Connection is the right word. I was going to say because they could
1: not get along enemies to lovers. They could not get along. They could hate.
2: Yeah, each other. That, that's true. Yeah. yeah. That happens a lot. <clears throat> it does. But happen I think, a lot. yeah. So I, I think what's interesting about this Lacey is that because I'm friends with you and because I do the podcast with you, I think for, th- I probably wouldn't be thinking about it otherwise, but for the sake of romance, I do hope that it happens soon. I do hope that that Star Wars gets more romance. I'm I'm down to it, but because we're having this conversation, it makes me think. Okay, well, where could where could we see it? And then I have to sort of. It's not that I'm hoping Sabine but,
1: and Ezra is one that we brought up as a first. That's possibility. the one.
2: Yeah, that's where I'm. Yeah. I'm leaning towards. I'm like that long one seems lost love, like but like that yep. could be a good. I'm not hoping for it to happen, but I'm saying for the sake of romance in Star Wars, I'm looking at wh- where makes the most sense, and for me that one makes the most sense because it could be these like total friends that they've made it pretty clear that they are not something. And then as you go that journey, the whole way it could build to that. And, and she could, you know, start meaning something to him and vice versa. Um, that's more about their relationship than just being friends. And so I do want to let John really earned. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I I think that could be a really earned thing.
1: (laughs) I see a lot of head shaking, so I want to let John jump in. Go ahead, John. Well,
0: as I understand it, the original question was not how do you feel about shipping. It's what do you feel about the state of fandom and shipping, right? Mm-hmm. Oh,
1: I answered that question too.
0: Yeah. So yeah, <clears throat> I I mean I don't really usually ship. I I think I found myself doing that more on TV shows like you know How I Met Your Mother or you know other shows where there's a potential for characters to get together. Movies, maybe not so much because um, usually with movies, it's especially if it's a one single movie, it's pretty well established what's going to go on um, a lot of rom-coms. It's, you know, follows blueprints and formulas and tropes that yeah. sort of thing. Like I and I love rom-coms like I love serendipity. I'm a big John Cusack fan. He's in a ton of these types of movies. Um, High Fidelity, one of my favorite comedies. Uh, you will they will he get back together with his ex will he not you know that sort of stuff i like that stuff i like all that stuff but with the fandom stuff um like i had a really really bad experience with star wars fandom online for like a, a joke tweet i made six years ago you know and i i was called really nasty stuff i was called a white nationalist i was called all these crazy things because of how i felt about people i in my opinion who took it too far to the point where like, cause there was a person I'm not going to like name names here or anything, but I think everyone might remember if they're like really dialed into the star wars fandom who like paid a ton of money to like do these like interviews with like Ryan Johnson and stuff. And then it turns out that person was like a borderline like stalker of Adam driver. Like she had candles with his scent that she claimed. She went to his other premieres to try to find him. It just gets crazy for in some elements of the fandom and those the the outliers the extremes of anything in life are very dangerous and i'm not saying people who ship like you can't i feel like sometimes you can't make a any critical comment about fandom shipping without people saying you're commenting on all of it or all the people who do it Mm -hmm. i'm just saying there's like dangerous levels of extremes of this stuff where the actors are sometimes like you need to like leave me alone like where it almost it feels like like Brooke Shields' character in Friends, where she couldn't like differentiate Joey Tribbiani from the character he plays on a soap opera. And it's like people get way too obsessed. I think that's very dangerous uh, in itself. Um, and then there's the expectation stuff, which I think is dangerous just from uh, a fan perspective, because, you know, people were expecting certain things. And I think with anything in movies, especially Star Wars, Don't like take your thoughts on what you where you think this story should go, and get angry if it doesn't turn out the way it ended, because you're not the one creating the story. It's like it's not directly related, but it's like when Mark Hamill said, "I don't own Luke Skywalker; they rent him out to me. I just I do my best to tell the story. If if Luke Skywalker himself can say that, then who are fans to say like they told the wrong story?" And you could disagree with it, but I think, you know, I wrote an article when I was writing back in the day, which showcased, there were people who were saying like, if I had two bullets and I could kill Hitler or J.J. Abrams, I would kill J.J. Abrams twice because it, they, they didn't get the Raylo thing. And I had people saying stuff about, you probably can't satisfy your wife. Like I had people really coming at me about I what I thought were pretty innocent jokes about the extremes of shipping and i just had a really bad experience with it all and it put a bad taste in my mouth and it just but at the same time and when i see people saying like bo katan and dinjar i'm like yeah let's go go for it because i feel like people may hopefully have learned from the culture of shipping i think the relo thing got very toxic on all sides people who hated it i think there were extremes on that side too who were like very aggressive towards Raylos, and i think that's wrong I don't think people should have done that. Let people dream and hope what they want. Let them write what they want on fan fiction. They're not harming you. You're not harming them. That Mm -hmm. you shouldn't be attacking those people. So I think both sides have extremes. Both sides are wrong. Um, I just think it comes to a point where maybe people realize like we have, you know, we can ship stuff. But if it doesn't happen, we, you know, we've learned that lesson. We've seen that happen. Like Ray and Kylo didn't write off, fly off into you know hyperspace together um so hopefully people can still ship but maybe not get angry at john favreau if bo-katan and dinjarin don't end up together you know and people have shipped dinjarin and that woman omera from one episode of season one um you know there's and i think that's okay to do i think any um speculation whether it's romance or anything in star wars like i've we speculate all the time like oh man i hope luke comes back here or i hope ray does this and you know all that stuff and i think it's all good to do but you just got to make sure that you don't take it too far to the point where one you get angry at the creators because they didn't do what you wanted to do because this isn't like those books we read in fourth grade like choose your own adventure like mm-hmm do you want to go down this road or do you want to take the boat over on the river over here? Turn to page 34. It's no, it's like this person is writing this movie and they're telling this story. You're the audience. You can decide whether you like it or not, but to say they did it wrong. uh, I, I have a hard time with that. So that's sort of where where I'm at with like the fan culture. I, I say, go for it. Like I keep saying, like I've been having this existential thing lately where I'm like, wow, like I'm 40, like my kids are like my life now. Like, Things are different for me now. And I'm like, we're only here for a finite amount of time. I want people to be able to write fanfic of whatever they want, celebrate whatever they want, hope two characters get together because life is tough. Real life is difficult. We we should be able to immerse ourselves in these fantastical stories. So I I, I I applaud it. I welcome it. I think people should always be able to do that stuff. But when they take it too far where it becomes obsessive or it's a danger to an actor or, you know, any anything like that, or they get mad at creators because the story doesn't end up their way. That's when it gets to the tipping point. And then, like I said, the other extreme people shouldn't attack people who do ship because who are you like? Who? Why do you care? Let people do what they want, you know? So that's where I'm at.
1: Mm -hmm. Makes sense.
0: (laughs) Yeah, dang. We're all over the place. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, I think, you know, we uh, Danny had submitted that in and I don't know if it was going to be one of those things where we made it a focal point of a, a show. But I mean, we pretty much treated it as the length as we would a discussion anyway. And mm-hmm. I think we all gave really good points. Like, I I feel like there's a pocket of online fandom that maybe falsely labeled me as like being anti shipping. I'm not at all. I just I again, I just think there's extremes of this stuff. And I think people should maybe um, not behave in certain ways because one we're adults and two it's like jj abrams isn't wasn't out to like piss people off and he didn't write the story to like take a dig at people he told the right. story he thought made the most sense and this guy's like one of the most like biggest filmmakers uh around and like who are we to say so uh i don't know i i just uh i think it's a good thing um i hope people continue to do it and i agree with Lacey 100 i i think star wars desperately needs more romance um i was all about what they did with han and kira and uh, obviously the han and leia story and i think we're we're missing that i think the padme and anakin stuff was a a bit of a misfire due to some of the dialogue and they rushed a lot of stuff Um, i actually saw someone bring up a point that they should have started the prequel trilogy with anakin as a teenager so that they could have more time developing that relationship. So then when he does turn, it hurts even more. Um, And I still love the Phantom Menace. You know, Mm I Jake Lloyd Mm -hmm. did a great job and I hope he's well, because I know he's had some issues. There's um, there's
2: always uh, going to be ways to look at different stories where especially when you pitch just a general idea, it's very easy to sell that idea. Um, Yeah. Where you're like, oh man, they should have done the the movie should have ended like this, and it's like you're right. Like it's really easy to convince somebody. Like, oh man, yeah, whoa, that would have been well, way better. Is right? there a YouTube channel that does
0: that? How it should have ended, or you know?
2: Uh, yeah, but usually those are like jokes. Um, <laughs> I mean, sometimes and people I'm should be per- able to do I'm that sure too. Just serious, but just don't threaten creators. Like my thing though is like I think sometimes those ideas that sound like good ideas like when you're saying them right now if you were in the room when they were developing you'd run into why all that that didn't work they try they went down that path they saw that like well that actually you know now that we're now that we're really exploring that idea because that's the obvious idea um it doesn't work for these bigger reasons that the franchise sort of relies on and so you know what i mean and i'm not talking about star wars i'm talking about literally anything where where somebody says like I mean, it was good, but like I would have wished so and so ended up together for these reasons. And then you can be like, yeah, that's that's a a, honestly it probably would have made a better movie if they did that. How often do you hear that? It probably would have been better if the if the movie just went that direction. Um, Let me ask. But it's sometimes um, like they probably tried that idea and they decided against it. You know,
0: I want to ask Gilleran over here for your ideal. Like if you had to think about how they approach a, a new romance in star wars I'm, assu- I'm assuming you're saying like with new characters and a new thing in the future besides obviously you know i think you like the idea of dinbo um, which i think would be cool too um do you want a these two uh need to find each other throughout the story or they are together or like what what type what's your ideal type of approach to romance
1: i usually like it that they people find them a connection through the adventure rather than starting in a relationship. Although I loved what they did with Kira and Han because it was like this tragic young love situation, which was done really well. But my own personal preference is usually like an enemies to lovers where it's like they start off and they hate each other. And then through the adventure, they grow feelings and or yeah, like a Han and Leia is a perfect example. Like they don't like each other. And then at the end, they obviously love each other or something where, they're stuck together and they have no choice but to get along those kinds of things. It's just to me is more interesting than someone that's already in a relationship. But I can understand why people also like those other things. Everyone has their own personal preferences. Yeah. I just feel like, especially with like, since we're just talking about this recently with uh, Din and bo I feel like that was something that they could have explored and they didn't. And to me, it just felt mm-hmm. like a, I'm not like mad at anybody about it, but it's just kind of like, oh, man, like it was right there. There were multiple instances. Yes, Yes, that is true. That's totally true. But then to like hear Katie Sackhoff talk about it and how she got romantic vibes as well, um, it was just one of those things that like I was like, come on, guys, like that's honestly, for me, what's missing in Star Wars. And I say it all the time and I'll keep saying it. It's like it's the thing that's missing is like there's no romantic relationships going on in Star Wars. And I understand that it's like, well, Lacey, there's a war going on. Lacey, there's people dying. <laughs> I, get oh, that.
0: I, don't, I don't like that. I don't know. Like no, but I
1: understand people saying that. But at the yeah. same time, there's so, terrible thing, things that happen every day. And it doesn't mean people don't fall in love.
0: There was a war going
2: on when Han and Leia got together. I don't want to. I don't want to hear that. Like, I'm just uh,
1: saying people do say
0: that.
2: No, I know. Oh. I know. On the context of that question, I think we can circle around to all of Lucasfilm's properties. And let me ask you a question, Lacey, when you're saying, well, this is my favorite type. Did you prefer Kit and Jade in Willow, or do you prefer a Dove and Graydon in Willow?
1: (laughs) I mean, both. They're both different.
2: There, exactly that's what i'm saying like it, it john's asking like what type of a romance would you like to see in like star wars Jade, would you prefer like it be, from the first scene like, yeah, yeah And but they then were they, they had so their I differences and they kind of ended up eh, you know figuring I, I saw them out as always or, to.
1: so i understand what you're saying yeah. I saw Jade and Kit as together from the beginning and they were together throughout. So there was never a will they, won't they? So to me, it's like there's no reason to necessarily ship them in the sense of, hey, will they end up together? Because I knew they were going to.
0: Theirs was would they reveal it to everybody. That's what their thing
2: was. I think it was pretty obvious that they were together. Well, th- yeah, that was part of the story. But I, I, I think shipping to me, me,
1: James, is more like will Alora Dannon and Kit end up together? Because they have a couple yeah. moments there that they're like very close or they're like hate each other in the beginning and then they're too close Oh, I saw to them as the like sisters. And that's, and you totally could, but there were also people that were like, is there something there? Now mm. the graydon Alora thing is obviously like, she's with yeah. Eric and then he's kind of off to the side, like, hey, I'm the good guy, which is typical too. You have the heroine where you have the sweet guy on the side, like, hey, believe in me. And then she doesn't realize she has feelings until it's too late. That's also a trope. That's like a normal thing. I would lean towards more of that one because it's a will they, won't they. You don't really know if it's going to end up and that's kind of the cliffhanger that we end up in the series. Whereas Kit and Jade, to me, were mm-hmm. just there. They were constant. Was, they were great. Yeah. They were rock solid. Nothing was going to happen to them. They were going to stay On together. On the Willow movie that's
0: too. Interesting. Like the-
2: that's interesting you say that though because I saw them as sort of like we had we had this other relationship between Alora and, and Graydon that was developing and that's maybe where they end up. Whereas you had, I was thinking potentially the opposite where you had Kit and Jade starting together. And as the journey continues, they realize they were different people and they'll always have that respect, but they weren't meant to be together. Like that's where I was thinking maybe that was going to go with the series. I never saw them, especially in the middle where they were like not getting along.
1: I think that was Kit. I don't think it's that they didn't have feelings for each other. I think Kit was growing up.
0: Kid was going through the complications of dealing with the fact that...
1: She
2: wasn't yeah, the center yeah. of attention. She yeah, wasn't Laura the was yeah. her parents' focus. I get all of, that why not stuff. Me? I'm just saying yeah. when you're watching it sure. mid, midway or whatever, I'm thinking like, uh, you know, they're having these issues and I could see this leading to them saying, I'll always love you, but, well, you know, we're different people or something. I could see it going that direction. and That would be fun. I mean, Lacey said it
0: before. Indiana Jones... I mean, Indian Marion, obviously Indian Willie and a lesser uh, Indy and Indy's dad and Elsa, you
2: know, <laughs> um,
0: but I, uh, you know, I think about Willow the movie and, you know, Val Kilmer is like that, that very Han solo type of swashbuckler, rough around the edges, Mad Mardigan falling in love with the princess. That's one of the
1: reasons I loved Willow.
0: Sorsha. Yeah. And that was a very, you know, contentious thing and that. Enemies, uh,
1: lovers, they hated each yeah. other. Then they don't. So it's yeah. all
0: over George Lucas's storytelling. The question is, have they have they just not found the right story or was it simply the sequel trilogy was passing a baton back and forth and it just got messy? That could be it. So maybe like the-
1: Ryan Johnson made it pretty clear that they were in some type of connection.
0: I And I disagree with that because by the end of the movie, I think she closed the door. And I think that was the end of that i told
1: james said the infamous i think that's over and james was like
2: yeah yeah john john's first reaction after the movie was well the one thing we know for sure that (laughs) raylo that's done i was i was like you
1: think man i was like now flash forward
0: i was under a rude awakening
1: flash forward to the first episode i was ever on and we had to pitch our next episode, and my episode was, well, Ray and Ben end up together at the end, and John's probably like, yeah. why did I have this girl join? <laughs> yeah.
2: no, 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 no. No, no, but it's, it's <laughs> funny that you guys say that, and I'm not excluding you from this idea either, but it's like, when I watched Last Jedi, I'm like, I totally get both sides of this. It's very evident that they are leaning them to some type of romantic connection, or it could be if they wanted to go that route. It's very clear that they're doing that. And then also at the same point, it feels like at times, especially at the end, it's like they've made their decisions and it's not going to work out. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's such a tough movie because in a lot of ways, that's why Ryan's Johnson's like, yes, because he's so happy. He created this thing, not to make anybody mad, but to make it uneasy, to have you know? to make you have yeah. the discussion and make yeah. it so unpredictable like walking into the next movie everybody's like i've got an idea on where this is gonna go and everybody's all right you know it's like it could go any direction it's it's he's perfectly set up jj for you know uh taking us down one of many paths the the problem of course as we all know is that that just made everybody mad when they didn't get their path so uh, I don't know. I, I feel like So, Danny, I hope this answered s- some yeah. of
1: your questions slash, cause I didn't expect this to take up most of the episode, but I'm glad we did have this conversation. Cause I don't <laughs> think we do talk about romance enough, but that being said, I hope this answered some of your thoughts and I'm interested to see what people think in the comments and share on, you know, social media, Twitter, email us if you want resistance broadcast at gmail.com. What you think about romance and star Wars, where do you lean on shipping and stuff like that? Cause I'd love to hear what people think
0: yeah um yeah
2: it's, it's gonna and be I, like indiana jones and shipping in star wars <laughs> <That's the
0: title. laughs> it's I like, was, what? like the last few minutes i've been thinking about what to do yeah does know, indy but,
2: end up with ray <laughs> <You know, like, laughs>
0: um all right well uh yeah and i i do think we need like a good romance in Star Wars because again Star Wars is a fantasy story and most fantasy stories uh have romance in it so it definitely needs it so hopefully they uh kicks off with
1: Luke wanting to get the girl that's literally what the story kicks off with yeah 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 and then he doesn't he does it
0: he He does not get genetic yeah uh, all right uh well we want to thank everybody for listening and watching and being a part of trb hopefully you know we do these maybe once or twice a year where we hit record and just go and we're never really sure where these go but we hope you enjoyed this chat we hope you felt like you know we get a lot of vibes from everyone that sometimes they feel like they're right in the conversation and room with us hopefully this one in particular with no segments or anything you felt like you were sitting at a table with the three of us because uh, that's uh, always the goal for these types of things so um, anything else you guys want to throw out there before I take us out?
1: No, I really enjoyed this. And if you didn't enjoy this, then you can blame me.
2: <laughs> no, yeah, I I I'm totally fine. Yeah, I, I um, thought maybe we might go a little bit further down the Willow route, but we kind of rounded out the whole Oh,
1: I'd love like to it. talk Willow more. I'd love to we rewatch it, but wait,
2: more. yeah.
0: Oh, I know
1: <laughs> that's me Carol. looking at the camera for audio listeners in a very mm-hmm. disgusted look. Anyway, now, no, I have nothing we, else to
0: add. We uh, because of the just uh, recency of all this stuff with the indie premiere, we're not positive as to what our recording schedule is going to be looking like. So there's actually going to a, a solo
1: show. Just me. Yeah, there myself, you go. Online. Just answering your questions on solo. No, <laughs> <kidding>. on anything.
0: And <laughs> it a with solo me. show and I'm out there.
1: AMA. <laughs> just yeah. me.
0: <laughs> I'd, be, I'd support that but yeah so we're not gonna have trb live this week for obvious reasons um but maybe we could figure something out while we're in la i don't know but we'll we'll keep everyone posted and let you know what's going on worst case we take one week off we rarely do that so or uh, i do
1: a solo show where i answer if you really
2: week. want Which, to we want yeah, yeah that's fine yeah. good
0: um all right so uh thank you everybody make sure you are subscribed thank you to everybody who Got us over the uh, 500 rating mark on Spotify. Uh, amazing. James, you, you weren't there, but it happened live on the show last week Boom. on TRB Live. We were at 499, and four people <laughs> threw in more ratings. So, uh, a big benchmark for us as we are growing on Spotify. So, it's very cool. Thank you. Also, if you're subscribed scri- on Apple, do the same thing. But wherever you listen to the pod, uh, keep enjoying it, keep sharing it with your friends who like Star Wars and all the other nerdy stuff we talk about here. Uh, and then of course the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash at the resistance broadcast. Let's keep pumping those numbers up. Let's get me in that bikini, that metal bikini and in, in Japan. And, uh, let's try to get the, the subscriber numbers closer to that goal. Um, but for me, you can find me on Twitter at Johnny Hoey. And of course this week in LA with James covering and attending the indie premiere, we will miss Lacey very much, but you could hit us up uh while we're out there and of course my movie podcast just like the movies where we did an episode on last crusade uh last week uh Lacey, how about you
1: people can find me alone by myself oh <laughs> it's
0: never
2: gonna stop folks no
1: <laughs> he keeps going so i keep going we're gonna keep that's going. sonic <laughs> no uh you can find me on twitter and instagram at Lacey learn and on TikTok at it's Lacey Gillerin.
2: uh me yeah, yeah. <laughs> you guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram both at Myra Trunks and uh, I just thought of something that I think everybody will get a kick out of. I found out recently that Bennett thinks that a podcast is anytime you get together with someone else who knows what you're talking about and you just have a discussion with them. So he has been, he has started a <laughs> Mario movie podcast with his friend at school and it's Sick. the only reason he's doing that is because his friend at school has also seen the movie. And uh, throughout the week, he's been meeting new people who have seen the movie. And every time he finds that out, he goes, you should join my podcast. Oh, <laughs> that's cute. You could join the podcast. It's for people who have seen the Mario movie and we just awesome. talk about it. <laughs> oh, that's cute. Yeah.
0: Um, I mean, yeah, my... the
2: basic gist kind of. I was well, like, she, what Rachel said, he thinks it's when you're just down there hanging out with your friends. And I was like, to be fair, that's hear? what Johnny called he, Johnny
0: says, are you going to talk to your friends? I was like, yeah. yeah. And my daughter, when she sees me bring my laptop and I'm going downstairs, she goes, daddy working. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, yeah, Daisy, daddy's working. Um, all right. Well, thanks again, everybody. Hope you enjoyed this show. And uh, we'll keep you posted on when our next episode's coming out. But have a great week. And we will see you next time right here on the Resistance Broadcast. See you around, kids.